Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Amen. God is so good. All right, we are going to turn in our Bibles. If you're already standing, you can just remain standing uh, as we read in our Scriptures. We're going to turn to the book of Acts, and I am reading chapter 17. From chapter 17, I'm beginning with verse number 24. The Bible says, God, who made the world and everything in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth. I love that saying. Since He's the Lord of heaven and earth. That's what he is. Since he's the Lord of heaven and earth, he does not dwell in temples made with hands. This is a beautiful church building. God has blessed us with this building. But he's not here because of the building. He's here because we're here. That's why he's here. We could, we, we could meet in a tent down by, the, down by the swamp and he'd be there. He does not dwell in temples made with hands, <clears throat> nor is he worshipped with man's hands. And that's not saying we don't use our hands to lift before him. The Bible tells us to do that. It's talking about we don't make things, images, with our hands to worship him with. Nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. Verse 26 says, and he has made from one blood. I like that. One blood. Every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. You know, when I was reading this and studying this for this message today, I thought to myself, you know, I, I'm a blood donor. I trust, I, I would hope that as many of you are capable and willing to would also be a blood donor. And uh, you know what's awesome about being a blood donor? They don't care what color your skin is. And when you need a blood transfusion, it, you don't have to have black person's blood go into a black person or a white person. White. We're all the same. We've got, we're one blood. We're just one blood. And I know there's type A and type B and type O, B positive. That means nothing except for antigens and all that kind of stuff. We're just one blood. Amen? God made us all the same. He gives all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him. I'll be talking about that in a little bit. Groping for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us. I love the way the Bible says that too. It doesn't say he's not far from every one of us. It says he's not far from each one of us. So that no matter where you are, he's not far from you. He's not far from each one of us. For <clears throat> uh, in him, verse 28, in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. I want to just talk to you a little bit today about this subject that I've entitled, Aware of His Presence. And I want to ask you today, are you aware of the presence of the Lord? 
not only in this building today, are you aware of the presence of God in your everyday life? When you wake up on Monday morning and go to your job or go to your school or go to your family events, are you aware of the nearness of God? Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your blessings and your goodness. I thank you for the Spirit of God that we feel here today, and I pray that you will touch my lips and anoint me, God, to speak these words that you've laid upon my heart, that we might hear the Spirit of God speak to all of us, and our lives might be transformed by the preaching of your Word. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Can we clap our hands one more time for the Lord Jesus today? Praise God. Paul stood in the midst of Areopagus, and uh, he said to them, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. Now, these were not Christians, and yet he said that they were very religious. Do you know that everybody is religious? Everybody is religious. We're going to talk about that in a minute, because you don't think about it too often, but... We live in a very religious world. You look around at this world and you think, man, we are so far, we, we just keep going further and further away from God. I'm here to tell you we live in a world that is extremely, I'm not just talking about America, I'm talking about every nation under heaven. We live in a world that is extremely religious. It is a religious world that we live in. Because what religion is, is an organized collection of beliefs. It's what it is. It's just an organized collection of beliefs. It's a cultural system, or it's a worldview that relates to humanity in order for people to exist. So when I say we live in a very religious world, I'm saying that everybody has a religion. In fact, even atheism is a religion. It's a belief system. Evolution is a religion. Science is is a religion, and many people are very religious about their beliefs. I want to be religious about the right belief. I want to know what the right belief is, and that's what I want to base my religious uh, dedication to. Religion of an, in, in and of itself is not bad, uh, but what you're religious about can be bad. We need to understand that. The problem with our world is that it is desperately trying to be religious without God. In other words, everybody that breathes has a standard of good and evil. Everybody does. They have a standard of what's right and what's wrong. And in today's value system, there is the general public's view of what is good, what is evil, what is right, and what is wrong. And in order to determine what is good and what is right, people look at the current value system, and I don't know about you, but I need a little bit more stability than that. I'm going to tell you why I need more stability than that. Because the Word of God needs to be what changes society rather than society determining what is right and what is wrong. We need to be changed by God and not try to change God into what we want Him to be. Praise God. And the reason we need to do that is because in Malachi 3.6, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says... God speaking, I am the Lord and I change not. 
Now, why is that so important? Let me tell you why that's so important. Do you realize, listen carefully, just one generation ago from me, maybe not from some of these young kids, but one generation ago from my generation, just the previous generation, believed it was morally right to destroy an entire group of people simply because of their blood type? Talking about the Jews. The society believed if you had Jewish blood, you should be in... There was a society that believed that just one simple generation ago. And now here we are saying, oh, how terrible that is. It wasn't terrible to them. Do you realize that one generation ago, listen carefully to me, just one generation ago, people believed that the destruction of an unborn baby was an evil scourge upon the face of the earth. Wouldn't even dream of doing such a thing. And now, it's just the opposite. If you believe in the sanctity of an unborn child, you're the oddball. Society is totally flip-flopped in one generation. Who can guarantee me what the next generation will believe? Huh? Who's going to tell me what's going to be deemed right or wrong for my children's children? Or their children's children, should the Lord tarry, if society is what determines right and wrong. I need something more stable than that. I need a God that says, I am the Lord, and I don't change. What was right yesterday will be right tomorrow, and what was wrong yesterday will still be wrong tomorrow. I need stability. I can't be tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine just because the world now says it's okay. James, he wrote in his, first, in his epistle in the first chapter, he said, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. And then he said this about him, with whom there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Do you realize that the God that said something was wrong in the first century A.D. still says it's wrong in the 21st century A.D.? His word has not changed in 2,000 years. And the 4,000 prior to that, his word is still the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. What was right yesterday will be right today. And what was wrong yesterday, I can guarantee you will be wrong tomorrow if I stand upon the word of God instead of upon this shifting sand of society. Go ahead and clap your hands. Now, Here's another thing people don't get about themselves. Everybody has a belief system. Everybody has a doctrine. Everybody has a doctrine. Not me. Yeah, you do. It's in our DNA. We have to have a, every one of us has a belief system. Whether your belief system changes with the wind, that's up to you. But you have one. You believe something to be true, and you believe something to be false. Even people that say things like, I don't believe in God. Okay, so you don't have a belief in God, so your belief system is that there's no God. See, you believe in something. Everybody's believing in something, and so what you're believing in is, is, is you believe in the absence of God in the world, because there is absolutely no such thing as non-belief. 
Can't have a vacuum. Can you say amen? Cannot have a vacuum. So by believing in one thing or not believing in one thing, you're actually believing in another thing. That's the way it works. You cannot not believe. So with my belief in God, this is why I am so happy that someone brought me to the Word of God. I am so thankful for the person that spent the days with me sitting in a smoke-filled, drink-filled room talking to me about Jesus. I am so glad somebody took the time to open up the Word of God and show me something that never changes. I am so glad somebody revealed to me all of these things. And the reason is because now I can be assured of this one truth, and that is what I believe today according to the Word of God will still hold true tomorrow according to the Word of God. I don't have to worry that everything's going to be different in the next generation. I don't have to worry about trying to get with the times. Being outdated. Not worldly things, I'm outdated. That's the way it is. Some of the clothes I wear, young kids wouldn't wear them. You know, that goes both ways. I wouldn't wear what you have on either. So. <laughs> look at that old guy. Look how stupid he looks. And I'm like, look at that young kid, how stupid he looks. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and my daughter, I, I, I think it was my daughter. I won't tell you which one. But one of my daughters pointed out that all these young kids that are trying to be individualistic, they all want to be their own thing, they all look identical. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I tell you what, I don't care what color your clothes are, man, modesty never changes. <laughs> modesty never changes. I don't care. Just, all right, let's praise God. God exists, whether you believe it or not. And he gives to all, the Bible says, life, breath, and all things. And so I want you to understand today that there is a God, and this God will indeed reveal himself to anybody, anywhere, anytime, if they will search for him. If they will search for him. In Acts 17, chapter 17, verse 27, it says this, that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Now, that's a very interesting uh, verse of Scripture, a very interesting statement that you should, number one, you should seek the Lord. In other words, he's not, just, he's not just blaring in front of you. you got to seek for him. You want to find Jesus? Start looking for him. And the Bible says that we should hope that we might grope for him. Grope for him. Now, what do you mean by grope for him? You don't grope for something that you don't know is there. You, you follow me? Here's what I mean by that. If, I, if I'm groping for something, it's because I believe it's somewhere nearby. I just can't see it. A perfect analogy is, is trying to find the light switch in the dark. Okay? You try to find the light switch in the dark. You walk out of your, out of your room into the hallway, and you know there's a light switch there. 
But what you do is you grope for it, and you put your hand out there, and you hit the wall, and there's no light switch there. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That means you hit the wrong spot because you know there's a light switch there. So you start feeling around until you touch it. Now, in my house over here, I moved in there 11 years ago when we bought this building, and I still, I'm, I'm sometimes on the wrong wall. For a I'm serious. You go down on, my down on the downstairs floor, I got the stairs going up, the light switch is over here. On the upstairs, the thing coming up, it's on that wall over there. And I get mixed up as to what wall I'm at. But even then, I know there's a light. When I go to that wall and there's no light switch, I, I don't think, oh, there's no such thing as light switches. I always believed in light switches. <laughs> no. Just because I don't find the light switch on that wall, my first thought is not that light switches don't exist. My first thought is it's got to be someplace else because there is a light switch that turns these lights on and so it is with God and some people reach out to the wrong wall and they don't feel him or see him and they say there must be no God. I'm here to tell you, you got to grope after him and keep groping and you will find him because he is not far from every one of us, the Bible says. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. He's not far from each one of us. Let me, let, me, let me say how it says it. He's not far from each one of us. That means you individually, God's not far from you. Just got to start groping after him. Not uncertainly but knowing that you will find him. Now, in our text today, Paul said that God, who made the world and he made everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything. God does not need you. But man, do you ever need him. <laughs> do you ever need him. But this verse tells us that he's not hard to find, but rather that he cannot be found in the things of this world. And when you start trying to find him in the world's philosophies, you are groping for the light switch on the wrong wall. He is not in the world's philosophies that are constantly changing. And what's right today is not right tomorrow. And what's, what, was, what was right last year is not right this year. He's not in that mindset. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you try to find him in this world's philosophies, you are on the wrong wall. Pick it up and move it over and look into the Word, and you will find him where he has always been. Been. The light switch didn't change. I just went and reached out to the wrong wall. The problem was with me, not the light switch. And there's no problem with God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not, and there is no variableness of changing with Him. Praise God. So I just want to close today, wrap this up by giving you some understanding on how you can be aware of His presence and that you can begin to truly be led by God. You have to, number one, begin to believe. No matter how it looks, no matter how it feels, 
no matter what your emotions are telling you, and more importantly, no matter what society is telling you, you've got to believe that there is a God and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And that may sound simple, but it's really not all that simple. We must, from time to time, stop and think and allow ourselves to become aware that God is nearby. God is nearby. You need to remember, God is nearby. He's nearby if you grope for Him and feel after Him. In Acts 17, 27, I read it earlier, I want to say it one more time, that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for Him and find Him. And then listen, though He is not far from each one of us, and I love the way the Bible says that, it does not say He is not far from every one of us. It says He is not far from each one of us, which means you as an individual, He's not far from you. 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 He's right there. So you have to understand the power of His Word. The Bible tells us that Jesus was literally the Word of God made flesh, and so you won't find anything in Jesus that's not in His Word. So when this world tries to tell you that Jesus is like this or Jesus is like that, check the Word and find out if He is, because the Bible says, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet. And so in closing today, I want to say this. We need to allow the Word to establish our faith in God and not man's version of the Word, nor man's version of truth. You hear me? We cannot let man's version of truth establish our right and our wrong. Because like I said, man's version of truth may be different by the time some of these young people, if the Lord tarries, grow up and they have kids, their kids may have a whole different system that's right and wrong than what you have. And you've got a whole different system than what my generation had. So how do we stop all these constant changes of what's good and what's evil? Go back to the Word. It has stood the test for 2,000 years. It has never failed. And it will never fail you. And in closing, Jeremiah 24, 7, I will give them a heart to know me. I wonder if there's somebody here today that has a heart that wants to know him. I will give them a heart to know me and to know that I am the Lord and they shall be my people and I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole heart. They shall return to me with their whole heart. I wonder if there's anybody here today that wants to return to the Lord with their whole heart. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.